The best part of waking, waking up, up is hot beans in your cup. Hey! Hello, everyone. And you're so quiet. Well, because I thought you were taking the lead. I, I was taking lead, but you could just, you could say hi, too. Oh, hey. We can hey, everybody. That's fine. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Memorabilia, a show about the hot and not hot memes all over the world, the world over. We are Anne and Chris. I am Chris, to be more precise. And I'm Anne, to also be precise. And this is episode eight. I was going to see if we could do it in surround sound. Okay. And, and this, this is, is episode, episode eight. eight. Yeah. All right. We'll get it in post. Um, <laughs> and of course, as with all of our shows, this will be an hour long on the nose. You forgot to talk no. about the title of the episode. Oh, the ep- the title of the episode, because I I feel as though the title of the episode is misleading in a lot of ways, but it's my best friends and meme. There's only one friend with me today, though. So maybe it should be my best friend and me. But but now. No, because I think what we could say is we're best friends and the memes. Oh, whoa. The memes are the third party. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Hey, wait. Did we upgrade our friendship to best (laughs) friendship? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Want to go do karate in the garage? (laughs) Yep. So I was showing Josh the Sloan Kettering. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my homies, Sloan Kettering and Johnny Hopkins used to blaze that shit every day. (laughs) Oh, stepbrothers. You don't know anyone named Johnny Hopkins. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering used to blaze that shit every day. Uh, Uh, Stepbrothers, uh, an appropriately rated movie. I was going to say underrated, but it's not. I think it's an appropriately rated movie. I agree. So it's been a hot minute since we last recorded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we have some mm-hmm. catching up to do. I, I know we had uh, we had a week off. Uh, Anne has been going crazy. I've been going crazy. I was sick yesterday and and a little bit today. So we're recording at this ungodly hour on a Sunday. It's eight thirty, Chris. In the morning, not PM, listeners. <laughs> unholy morning hour on a Sunday. Yeah. Even 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 God took today off. Look at you. You know your stuff. <laughs> Biblical scholar. We are, a, we are a Star Wars slash theology podcast. <laughs> and it just mixed the two together. What have you been going crazy about? It's been a lot of been a lot of baby stuff. Slowly dipping my toe back into work as well, which has been it's been an experience. It's been good. But I've been off for a while, which is has also been good. <laughs> and the two forces are in conflict. Because once you sit around for a bit, it's very nice to keep sitting around for a bit. You're telling me I didn't work for five months. Chris. I didn't want to say it out loud. Five months. By choice, everyone. Uh that was a yeah, that was a very much uh by choice fun employment period with my most recent stretch of fun employment being the last two months. So Really, don't get me wrong, was feeling very refreshed, ready to start my new job, uh, which has been really, really fantastic. Everyone's so decent and lovely and super welcoming, and it's been great, but it's tough. You're back in the rat race now. Yeah, and it's, as my friend who shared a similar experience, because they've started recently working again after a prolonged period of not working, or at least not kind of doing the nine-to-five thing, he said, 
hey, it turns out work is work everywhere. Who knew? <laughs> it's going to be the same thing no matter what you do. <laughs> work is work everywhere. Yeah. So that that's very accurate. But what I would like to point out is I had a one-on-one with someone that I'll be working really closely with. And at the end of our meeting, he says, can I... Can I share an observation with you? And I was like, oh, great. Like, you know, some, some feedback already. He said, do you know you have a voice for radio? Whoa. I was like, that is so nice of you. And this is coming from a guy who, one, worked in radio previously. Like, he led a show really? and stuff. Yeah. And he has a smooth when I think He's about like, like a smooth a very, radio yeah, voice, yeah, radio yes. voice, yes, oh, it's like very good. like kind of almost baritone, yep. and it's like I could, and he said I could listen to you like he said actually what he specifically said is I I have an NPR voice, so if you really wow. want to get my wow. motor running, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just say the words NPR and N. Yeah, and you found your way to her heart. You yeah, and so I'm like, oh, I guess we're best friends. You know, yeah, everyone's just my best friend. <laughs> And What's then, your favorite dinosaur? Velociraptor. <laughs> what, what did they say? There was something about John Stamos in their rant too, wasn't John it? John Stamos. Uh, <laughs> right? I, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But, but there was. was a John Stamos shout out. So, wow. And he, and I want to make it super clear, he did not know about the podcast. I don't even think I brought up the podcast even in that conversation. I just did the, <gasps> Yeah. thank you. That is I actively so nice avoid bringing up the podcast <laughs> conversation. <laughs> There are two people at work, though, that know about the podcast. Nice. One of my teammates, she as a part of her introduction to me, was, I'm very into memes. And I said, are you <laughs> like, serious? oh, do, you, do we have talking <laughs> points for you? And then I told my manager, because she asked me, like, my favorite part of my time off. Mm-hmm. And I told her, we started a podcast, you know, I started a podcast with a friend. And so then and the wait, next wait, 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 time out. That was your favorite part of your time off? Yeah. I'm I'm holding my hands up in triumph that I'm a part of your favorite of course. A favorite thing from your time off. And then the next thing she said was Ann Anning and someone else. <laughs> Ann Anning? Yeah. Like her description of what that podcast must be like is me being <laughs> me and then someone else. <laughs> oh good. I'm happy to be someone else. Perfect. Although I have to, yeah, I have to say anyone that I've talked to the podcast about is always like, it's probably Musto being Musto. And then. And someone else. else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah, this yeah. other person? Who's this other Carrie? So we just need to rebrand the show to Ann Anning and Musto Mustoing. Yeah. And perfect. The podcast. The podcast experience. The <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> Welcome to our <laughs> ASMR channel. So this is a callback to our prep call before we started recording where my dear husband brought over a plate of food for me so that I could. What a guy, by the way. I know. Just give him a round of applause. Uh, Do we have, uh, I don't know if we have like canned applause we can play there, but (laughs) Josh, Josh goes and makes breakfast and, and. Anne's response to this is make it snappy and like it's literally <laughs> snapping her fingers at him. What I've realized that over the course of this podcast, there is this like fanfic version of my relationship with Josh where I am awful <laughs> and just so mean to him. Although he might make the argument that that's on brand. Yeah, is it fanfic if Josh agrees? What's <laughs> <laughs> fictional about it? Uh, but so <laughs> I was on recording and 
Chris is listening to me talk and, and Josh also got a really nice microphone for us to use that has like one of those spit guard, like diffuser things. And yeah. So now I really feel like a real radio personality. Yeah. You look like one too. You're leaning in to the thing. Like you look like the Joe Rogan experience where he's eating the microphone. Oh yeah. It's like right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right on the fence. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I was doing is I was loud. I was eating my apple right next to the microphone. And then I said, we could make a spinoff our side hustle of this podcast our ASMR sounds. Yeah. The crispy apple chewing. Yeah. And once in a while we'll slip in a Geralt. It's actually kind of distracting how often he does that. Uh, There is a two-minute montage (laughs) on the interwebs (laughs) that you can look up, you ravenous fans out there, you Witcher fans, craving Geralt of Rivia, grunts of... Any grunts, honestly, yeah. Grunts of Rivia. (laughs) Just all the grunts? Grunts of Rivia. Yeah, it's just him... It's just all the scenes that he's making hmm noises in various tones. That's a good segue, right? Into Witcher memes. Woo! Which is our cooling off segment. We need like weird, stupid noises. Like, I, I just feel like air horns need to be playing or something. I'm like, which brings us to cooling off. Cool, 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 cool. Cooling off, off, you know? That's a nice callback to the last episode. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> Dingo and the baby or whatever. <laughs> Weenie in the butt. Or the du- which one? Ira and the douche. Ira and the douche. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking maybe with the cooling off, it's like a like a frigid Arctic tundra sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, yeah, a crystallizing noise, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some sort of generic ice video game noise. Cling. Yeah. Yep. It's got a. Why, why does every, I guess because the crystallization would make sense, but it's always like a weird, like um, champagne flute clinging noise whenever there's a, a frigid thing happening. But I've never heard any any glass noises during cold spats. I like the Arctic winds, though. Why, why am I still talking about this? Let's just move on. <laughs> I like that you're quietly <laughs> nodding and not stepping on me. That's very kind of you, but this is stupid. And you can step on me. <laughs> 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 anyway, so cooling off, uh, Witcher memes definitely, uh, I think, is uh, one of the categories that have come and went since we took a week off. And uh, I think it, it peaked for a bit. There was a lot of toss your co- toss a coin your Witcher memes, which, uh, if you don't know, was the catchy tune from the Netflix series. Highly recommend giving it a listen if you haven't seen the, the shows themselves. But toss a coin your Witcher was the ballad that his bard sings to him as he follows him around and became like kind of a the impromptu theme song of the show. And the memes that came from that, the line in the song is toss a coin your Witcher, O Valley of Plenty. And so there's a lot of memes that went around of just people like it was the thing the, the one meme that i liked the most was uh there was a, a meme that was a guy pouring a pail of quarters into a, a wishing fountain or whatever just a whole pail trying to really make a wish come true and they they had written over his face and they called him the valley of plenty and then the fountain was the witcher so yeah so it was uh you know there were a lot of those flying around which i thought were were fun to, fun to look at for a time and i was like all right i think this ship has sailed and sure enough i think it uh, has died down a bit I also think that sort of the downside of the bingeable show is I do think the memes are hyper concentrated and then they sort of dilute for a while or kind of fade until the next season comes up. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think that a part of when you think about 
shows on a more regular cadence, a la Game of Thrones or something that's kind of released on a weekly basis, it stays in the meme conversation longer. Yeah. You know? Because The Witcher was huge. I mean, in terms of ratings and viewings and stuff, I mean, it was what uh, already, it had already eclipsed The Mm -hmm. Mandalorian, right? As I think like the most watched show in 2019. So it's not because The Witcher is some sort of under the radar. Flash in the pan kind of deal. Right, right. So I think that's really interesting. It's it, you know it's interesting you say that because I think you're, you're that is the difference because I don't think the um, the Witcher had any less memeable moments. Just just Geralt humming his way through life is already a meme that kind of still exists. Um, but I think that is the besides the marketing genius behind it. I think that is the difference between the Baby Yoda staying power and the Witcher staying power yeah. is the fact that it was episodic, released weekly yeah. for the Mandalorian. Um, that allowed Baby Yoda to percolate a bit more, sure, and uh, and hang around. And here we are with still Baby Yoda. That is, uh, I think you're right. That's a pretty interesting perspective. Speaking of cooling off. I, this is I'm at, I'm bending our rules a little bit, but I really wanted to sneak this in there. So for those of you who either watched the Golden Globes or didn't, full disclosure, I didn't. But what I did watch was the Ricky Gervais highlight reel of him just mercilessly roasting the audience. But there was a point where he had he was talking about a sh- mini series or movie or something where the premise of this story was about a guy about a man who, after his wife had died of cancer, wanted to kill himself or had ide- like suicidal ideation. And he said, and that was more enjoyable than watching the Golden Globes. Like that was kind of the punchline. But then he said, but unlike, but he said, but unlike Epstein, he, basically he made an Epstein didn't kill himself joke. I'm completely he brought it back. It. He, brought he brought it back it from back. the dead. And then people go, oh, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. He was your friend. I don't care. It was brutal. He it was really brutal. So brutal. And he made some Weinstein jokes. I mean, it was just, I mean, he was like drinking on stage. He's like, it doesn't matter. It's, it was just the best. And so I really love that he like brought a little bit of 2019 in into yep. the conversation. It And Ricky Gervais's delivery is perfect. Yeah. He does a really good job of kind of like, not sticking the landing on jokes, but it's kind of the false floor where he then the joke is actually like his not caring about their response, you know, because like the joke won't land yes. and yes. Th- there will be a gasp in the audience. And then his actual punchline will be the I know he's your friend. I don't care. <laughs> you know, and like then that gets the laughs, which I was like, man, that's really well written. Something that I'm surprised by, there were a lot of, you know how uh, at like award shows and stuff, there's a lot of panning to the audience or close-ups on people's, you know, specific people's faces. The recurring zooming into the audience was Tom Hanks's face. Tom Hanks's face. he was just the whole time so unsavory. Like he constantly looked like he was smelling something bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Tom Hanks actually was one of the first memes of 2020. Like it was... um, that that fit that classic vintage Tom Hanks's uncomfortable face. Yeah, uh, was like the me looking at twenty twenty. It was like uh, people looking back at twenty nineteen. Uh, was like I can't remember. It was like uh, like Morpheus sunglasses kind of vibe, like yeah. super chill. And then like me looking at twenty twenty was just the Tom Hanks uncomfortable face, and it was very Wait, from uh, the Golden Globes. Give uh, yep, very specific. Oh my gosh, I didn't think that turned into a meme. Oh yeah, oh. it was definitely a. Uh, Definitely one of the big ones there for a bit. Uh, it had a good run, though. But that's why we have a, a duo here. 
because I, yeah. I had it. I had it for you. And then, of course, World War Three, which we talked about a lot in the last episode, has cooled off considerably, precipitously. Considerably. Yeah. And it, yeah. And you actually have evidence to back it up that it's cooled off from an official source. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it really is. So <laughs> WW3 Memes Official, which we talked about in the last episode, hasn't posted a new meme since January 13th. <laughs> so my one, because of in some ways how it's escalated since we last talked about this. And I think there's a certain level of it's in poor taste now, you know, <laughs> no, right? No, like, I mean, yeah. w- as it relates to the plane going down, the flight to Ukraine, the Ukrainian flight. Oh yeah, absolutely. And what a complete disaster that was. And now there's protests. Uh, there were protests last week. Th- so, I, I mean, I think a part of it is, okay, the fun's over because this has actually escalated in a pretty real fashion. But I think the other point is too, is that there's also actual talks and stuff going on. But something that I find really interesting is there two days ago, there was a Vox.com article that went into the memes that emerged through the last couple weeks or last three weeks of this crisis. And the premise of it is how we cope with crisis and war through memes. And really does a good job bucketing the different verticals, I guess, or different categories of the memes. So, you know, the stuff that we talked about in the last episode was draft jokes. There were jokes about sort of our incompetent, like our generational yeah. incompetence. The because Call of Duty soldier right, kind of deal. Right, yeah, Fortnite but, type. I've played 120 hours of Call of Duty, therefore I'm a soldier. There were apparently a handful of memes that I wasn't aware of. Of I, I think a lot of this was on TikTok of folks actually being stoked to join, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to do the thing, like, let me add a coach type thing or like tag oh, me in coach. Hey, yeah, we saw we saw that like kind of increase in patriotism after 9-11 too. Like there was a lot of like in, in my school in particular, like everyone was super jazzed to like, oh, yeah, and state of draft. Let's go, which is very. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting kind of look at things where you face a crisis as a nation or you're involved in this crisis now. It, it, it does inject some patriotism, I guess. And then it goes into, you know, beyond it just going to the buckets of memes, it was also talking about how, for better or worse, these memes shape the narrative about war, right? And our kind of inherent understanding. The perspective uh, that we have. Right. And the collective anxieties or expectations or understandings. So I'll quote directly from the article, quote, they're not very exciting to look at, to tell you frankly, end quote. Dr. Salim Alabash told me on a phone interview when I asked him if he'd seen the World War III memes. He's a professor at Michigan State University's media psychology department, and he studies social media and the way people use memes as intercultural communication. Part of the meme response is about, quote, glorifying the war for sure, he told me, but also, quote, but also not realizing what war really is and what it means. So dealing with it in a laissez-faire kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting because it, at least it seems like in this professor's mind, it can actually be damaging, right? Because we are so willing to, I guess, diminish the true severity of this crisis. Right. But having said that, it is, it goes on later in the article, same professor. He did say, though, that it also shows that memes at are, you know, are ultimately at its basic form humorous, right? It's ultimately mm-hmm. comedy that it shows that that is our default in dealing with crisis. It's a coping mechanism. It is, you know, and I think that's, uh, we, we'd kind of talked about this a couple weeks back that, you know, especially like my, as, as we do this podcast, I learned more and more about memes as a form of communication and, and how we express ourselves during, during various times and, and pop culture, which is why like this podcast kind of became a, it is a view of pop culture through the lens of 
memes and the internet community. And it is very much a, I find that comedy is uh, is definitely a way that people deal with certain issues. And like, I, the way I think of it is kind of funeral banter, right? Like uh, there are many ways to do it. A lot, of, a lot of families choose to celebrate life. A lot of families grieve. There's many different ways to kind of go through that process. And I think my family, like we, we, we use a lot of comedy to get through hard times and we look at things very not not trolly but when you add the the element of random humans to it it can it can bridge the lines and this is where like we kind of chatted about when does it become insensitive and i think it becomes insensitive when humans that are super disconnected kind of express themselves and attach this super comedic element to this very heavy thing without having any skin in the game so to speak and a thing that starts as a coping mechanism for oh my god there's something terrible happening i need to like find something to laugh about to like remember humanity through this or like kind of save face now becomes this joke and you're like oh now it's coming now it's coming to the point of insensitivity where we're like oh no this is a serious problem and we're still making light of it here so it's just a very fascinating look at how humans deal with trauma essentially and what's really interesting though in the kind of anticlimactic closure of this article is it is worth noting, however, that some situations do seem to be utterly too dark to meme, right? So the line is, yep. there are no memes about the Australian bushfires. No. You know, I think there are memes about climate change, though, which a lot of people are blaming on the Australian bushfires. So we've seen some memes creep up on like, hey, idiot, <laughs> this is a thing, you know, kind of deal. Yeah, but but in terms of you're not seeing like gleeful or humorous memes about on the no mainstream at a mainstream level, you oh, know, like no. endangered species being exterminated, you know, in the, by the millions, yeah. you know, because I think there is a certain, I do think there's maybe a certain abstraction with something like global conflict in the all war, right? Because yep. there is this disconnect between even though there are human lives at risk and and have been lost as a result of the conflict in Iran. I think it's different because these are ultimately like led by political machinations and Mm -hmm. the government versus the Australian bushfires caused by climate change or otherwise. It is so personally, it is tragic at such a personal level and wasn't caused by some political agenda or some like government buffoonery or whatever right i mean the there's just a real cost so it is really interesting that there is in a hopeful way that there is internet agreement global internet agreement that we just don't make jokes about a a certain thing right yeah and uh, i think uh and we had chatted about this again last i think the last podcast too where i think we were chatting about kind of untouchable subjects um I think a, a big key differentiator is impending versus happening. Yeah. Uh, so something that is actively happening and that is so like if we were actively at war and there were and I'm saying families in the thousands of sense versus like the few that you can abstract yourself from because there are already a few folks that were impacted directly from this like potential conflict with Iran, but not a huge statistical number. I think once you get to this largely affected population that's actively being affected, it becomes less cool to meme about, and mm-hmm. like not like, not a question of cool. It, it becomes uh, it becomes not okay to meme about. And yes. I I think the memes still happen. They just don't reach mainstream. And we right. talked about this with Antoine Dodson. Like there are periods of time or whatever. Like whatever the scope is, you're looking through for uh, what is cool and what is not cool. There are things that make the cut and like the memes will always get made. The question is, do they find their way to daylight and see mainstream use? And, uh, you know, I think that that is where they get cut off because I'm sure there are 
if we looked hard enough, there are some bushfire memes in like the dark web side of the world. Yeah, um, they're getting made. It's just a question of do they see the light of day, and I don't think they do because it's yeah, it's and people are like eh, that's a little too too much for me. Yeah. And this will be my last note on the World War Three memes. And then we can move on to the next thing. Something that the Vox article also brings up was Black Twitter was actually the first community to drive World War Three draft memes. Black Twitter was the first community to drive World War Three memes? No, the specifically the World War Three draft memes. Oh, draft memes. Okay. Yeah. Which is interesting because the recurrent fear of the draft is especially prevalent in Black communities. Since the oh. Vietnam War, because black men were disproportionately affected by the draft. Oh, it's really interesting because, you know, I think something that we have brought up more and more with each episode is how minority communities ultimately impacting the greater meme conversation. And and so, you know, personally not knowing because for us, when we were looking at the World War Three memes, there were a ton. I would say at least at the time we were looking at them, the vast majority were draft memes. It was the topic. And so it's really interesting that Black Twitter is basically where it started were a lot of these sort of reaction memes to saying like, you know, me and my boys or me and my friends kind of reacting to being drafted or getting kind of our papers or whatever, and how largely unknown that is because it peaks so right it rises in sure. popularity as a part of the topic then it sort of gets washed into the general conversation and i think that just says a lot about how memes evolve in general but yeah and it becomes kind of a yeah it becomes that that um it becomes that way to vent right like you're you're there's an obvious reservation or fear there or anxiety behind mm -hmm. that so it becomes your venting platform right is to like look it in the eye and say i'm going to make fun of this thing and therefore it kind of makes it a little more palatable but yeah, that's pretty uh, interesting facts there. You got to add yeah. that article. I will link to the Vox article where you can look at like the podcast description and stuff. We try to link to the stuff we talk about. So if you're interested in reading about it, just super interesting in general. And I think it's really cool that we're starting to see more and more sort of sociological think pieces about how we communicate through memes. You know, on the surface, memes can seem really vapid or dumb or whatever, but it really is capturing the attitudes and tone and mindset of a community, right? Of or a humans, generation yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think it's really, really humans interesting. in general. It's how we express ourselves, especially yeah. to random strangers, right? Like this has right. become a language all its own where yeah. everyone can relate in certain ways, totally. especially generationally. So super interesting stuff. And look at you, twenty meeting 2020 head on with these think pieces. I know. Look at this. Hey, this is an academic program academic yeah you, this is you're gonna pass some classes if you listen to this i don't know what classes you're in but or who i'm you like are. the uh in pokemon you know how you have like your what's his name professor something pokedex no professor pokedex that's not his name professor oak oak that's me wiley no that's Mega Man. professor light okay uh, dr oak. wiley oak is is pokemon. oak is pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. okay good but uh, but it's just me, and I'm repeated everywhere. And the Pokedex <laughs> is the meme dex, meme dex. <laughs> the meme dex. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a workshop. We're gonna work it. We're gonna workshop it. <laughs> Not okay, sold we're yet. Just, we're just thinking out loud, folks. Okay. <laughs> just spitballing. You're following Anna Chris spitballing live. From Spitball Con 2020. Awful. Awful. Ugh. Time. We're so sorry, everyone. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. That's our show for this week. Everyone's face right now is the Tom Hanks disapproving. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Ugh, which yeah brings us into big. Wow. That was a sick segue. Look at you go on with your bad self. Uh, okay. So 
Speaking of Tom Hanks' uncomfortable face, that brings us into what's big right now. And I think Tom Hanks kind of did kick off 2020 with the Golden Globes there being the single most uncomfortable looking human uh, anywhere. Mm. And that like, I, it literally is on a Twitter post. It's just straight up. I would like to thank Tom Hanks for providing this brand new meme for 2020 hashtag Golden Globes. And I think if you look at Tom Hanks's face, it is the uh, that the quintessential like mom and dad are fighting in front of or my, my friend's parents are fighting in front of me face, you know, like, I don't know how to how to handle this. And it has on a ton of really great memes, but largely they're all thanks to Tom Hanks's Mr. Perfect Face. I mean, there was a point where they didn't need to keep going back to him, but it's like the camera, <laughs> like the DP or whoever, like the, which is like, nope, let's just keep going back to Hanks. <laughs> well, in every like, so sporting events or anytime there's a good and bad thing, there's always like, show me the joy, show me the pain moments. And I think that's what they were trying to play at the Golden Globes where they were like, show me the joy, so there are people laughing. And they were like, show me the pain. And Tom Hanks just always seemed to have the pain face that they were looking for in those moments. <laughs> and it was uh, very obvious that he was uncomfortable for that. The whole time he just, Tom Hanks smelling something bad. I mean, that's really what. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think my favorite meme to come out of all of those is uh, him, his, the look on his face, and literally it just says, "Please don't say my name. Please don't say my name." <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that is exactly the look that he's giving. It's like, "Please don't call me up during this barrage that you just had." Uh, yeah, because Ricky Gervais was just roasting everyone in attendance and not because. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say because Epstein wasn't there, obviously. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so he just had this look like at any time when he was roasting the audience, please don't say my name. Yeah, ever. Great. Ever. Oh, and also Tom Hanks is like a national treasure. And, you know, so I think there's like a level of let's spare Tom. Because I think it, as a part of Ricky Gervais's rant, he even called out Judy Dench. Oh, Dame Judy Dench. He did call her out part of the cats thing in a very vulgar yes disgusting yes. manner which i mean uh, from the comedy portion chef's kiss because like you go after someone who's untouchable like that and it and it can work right and it wasn't like it wasn't mean it was vulgar <laughs> and we won't spoil i will spoil it here but look up james jane dame judy dench on uh uh ricky gervais's monologue it was like i mean yeah as a from pure comedy point of view and i think that's maybe when the collective butt clench happened because it's like oh no like if he's willing to bring, bring up judy dench in this way everyone is on them is no one is know, on market right Right. Before we move on, I just want to say my favorite Onion article ever. The title is Tom Hanks vows he won't stop until he has portrayed every last American. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's kind of it's kind of my favorite because it's true. Like he is it's the so most slight, the biggest slice of Americana as far as acting goes. He's become Ameri like I think he's just become synonymous with Americana at this point. He is America. Tom Hanks is is America. <laughs> and then it it and he's like standing like heroically. <laughs> and then there's like a you know uh, super like a, a bald eagle, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> flat, why? Why? I don't know why a bald eagle is waving behind him in my vision, but flag is like superimposed, and there's like the yep. the oh fun fact, you know the the sound that we always hear with like the American that is actually like a falcon noise or a hawk it's noise. Not an eagle. It's not an eagle, but we always assign it to eagles. But eagles don't really have a noise, I guess they make, or the noise they make is That's not. That's not true. What you're saying is not true. 
But it's not that noise is what I'm saying. If I look up eagle noise on the internet right now, yeah, eagles eagles make noises. No, I get it, but they're not making that noise. Like it's not a cool noise. Like Oh, a- their noise. <sighs> no, their noise isn't cool. It's actually very uh if y'all want to look up American bald eagles, can they make a, actually very sing-songy noise. Yeah, yeah, I can try it right now. It's like a <laughs> It's like a weird like uh <laughs> That was horrifying. I don't know how where I summoned that noise that, from. That that sounded very Jurassic. It, it they are very Jurassic. Well, I think like all birds kind of are Jurassic. If okay, you're a believer thank you, in... Doctor. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> right? Isn't that the common belief that they have evolved yeah. into birds? Like my my chicken was once a T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. Now yeah. they're like made of glass and die instantly, right? That's true. And I would know as the resident chicken expert. You are the resident chicken mm-hmm. expert. I wouldn't I wouldn't dare challenge you there. Yeah. I've owned we zero have, chickens. We have one chicken down from four because she is the harbinger of death. Mm, poor Mimi. I mean, I don't know. It could have been intentional. Did you name her Mimi knowing you would run a meme podcast? That's pretty good, kinda... but no. But we do call her memes. Do you call her memes? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Can she be yeah. our mascot? Oh, that's not a bad idea. I'll con- I'll talk to her people, her representation. Yeah, yeah. What like whatever talent agency she's with. Uh, does the do the people that represented Airbud represent her? <laughs> do dogs have agents? They have to, right? Of course they do. Yeah. There's gotta be I think there's a animal actor agency. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's like goofy. It's like another animal. It's like a personified animal representing that animal. A, bi- a bipedal animal version of whoever they are walking around. Oi! <laughs> My client demands green kibble in all his dressing rooms. It's, it's actually Bojack Horseman. <laughs> That's a documentary, right? Yeah. It's a real show. Wow. What a beautiful, beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, we have... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> get me out of here so uh, i was i was perusing uh tiktok as uh as people do and one that i stumbled across that seems to be on fire one theme that seems to be on fire which i think because it's a theme and it's being copied makes it a meme by definition which we learned ariana grande does blank and i think this is folks i think poking fun lovingly at the fact that Ariana Grande wears a lot of like long sleeve sweaters that are that are too long for her uh, arms. And uh, so it's just them filming themselves doing activities as if they're Ariana Grande from a first person perspective with their their uh, sweatshirt sleeves pulled over their hands. But they're doing sometimes they're doing innocuous stuff like rock climbing I've seen or like dancing or whatever. Sometimes <laughs> there's one that's Ariana Grande serves at a local shelter or something. And it's just like <laughs> someone jamming their sweatshirt covered hands into mashed potatoes oh. and scooping it out on a plate. Oh. And then jamming their hands into gravy and pouring it out and bringing it out of the sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this has reached a level where I'm laughing now at it. Uh, and I think it started innocuously, but it has now uh, gone into the let's just be absurd with it, which uh, I love. That is so. hilarious because when you were describing this meme to me, immediately I knew what you were describing because she does wear those like kind of cropped <laughs> like shirts with like the extraordinarily like long 
sleeve. Yeah. And, you know, and there is sort of a wacky, waving, inflatable, like, <laughs> arm tube man, right, thing, yeah. where, like, it's yeah. just, like, super long and, like, kind of unwieldy. <laughs> is that her thing? I haven't really known, I haven't really paid attention to that. She does wear long sleeves. Okay, now, like, literally, her, the first few images of her are in long, like, super wrinkled sweatshirts at the end. Like, the yes. cuff is super wrinkled because there's super so much long. room to spare. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I can see that. And so that's why it's so funny. And I didn't even have to look up the meme to know what you were describing because that's very, a really apt <laughs> description. Super accurate. So, so observant, the internet world. You can't even wear sweatshirts the way you want without being under a microscope there. Good Lord. Beyond that, Baby Yoda is still in flight. Mm -hmm. That is... That is really big right now still, which is surprising because, again, Baby Yoda becomes this confluence of so many things. And, like, I have not seen Baby Yoda itself. I have seen Baby Yoda used through so many other memes that are coming out now and has actually propped up other memes. So, uh, for example, uh, for example, Nicole and Charlie's marriage story argument and marriage story, if you haven't seen it, is like the the new hotness off of Netflix. It's a really good movie, apparently. I haven't seen it, but they're uh, Nicole and Charlie. They have like it's a story about their marriage falling apart, essentially, and they have like a very epic argument in it uh which is apparently has become the new american choppers meme which if you don't know at home american choppers was uh the son and father who build motorcycles and always apparently run out of friggin time anyway so american choppers they used to have a very famous argument scene where the father and son are screaming at each other the father throws a thing and storms out and like it became a comic strip argument to illustrate a point nicole and charlie's marriage story argument seems to be taking over that the mantle as the new version of that and the big one is Baby Yoda, whether or not Baby Yoda is in fact a Baby Yoda, or if it's a baby from Yoda's species and therefore cannot be called Baby Yoda. <laughs> so here we are. The internet is having their argument through a meme, about a meme, through another meme. Well, and I think it's worth noting that Marriage Story, Charlie is portrayed by Adam Driver. I, I do think that yeah. there's... There's, that's worth there mentioning. is a specificity because now you have an actor that is obviously a well-known element of the star wars universe and so the fact and so i do think there is this like a wonderful magical like you said confluence <laughs> of references happening because uh, in some way you can also imagine this alternate reality kylo arguing <laughs> right about the kind of the semantics of baby yoda i mean it's just uh it's so good uh, I also haven't watched Marriage Story, but it's apparently a very heavy watch. What? What? Uh, marriage Story? Yeah, that it's like uh, not a not a like, hey, let's have a nice Saturday night where we kick back, relax. Like it's like the opposite of self care. That's like it's like pretty rough. And then beyond that, Baby Yoda has revitalized Chicky Nuggies as a internet star phrase, which is mm -hmm. uh, something that I had to I had to kind of look back. At because Chicky Nuggies is from 2011 and hasn't really Whoa. seen a resurgence at all. Uh, and <laughs> the origin of, of Chicky Nuggies is uh, a blog captioned a photo of filmmaker Michael Moore as, <laughs> and it was it was Michael Moore in a uh, like Donald's or whatever. <laughs> and the actual caption that this professional blog had used to caption what was happening in the in the image was more 
<laughs> Moore becomes outraged that they only. <laughs> All right, hang on, hang on. I gotta, I gotta get it together, man. <clears throat> Moore becomes outraged that they only included four dipping sauces for his chicky nuggies. <laughs> Wait, so this was a legitimate news publication, like a news source. Uh, it was, it was a slang. It was like a, it was to mock him. I think, like, it was like a, it was, it was a. It's called the Hot Damn TV is the name of the blog. So oh, I see. it I see. was okay, more okay. or less a tongue in cheek thing. Okay, and they were it. trying to make fun of the fact that he was very angry about this thing. I was like, it's just a picture of him. It's like more becomes outraged that they only included four dipping sauces for his Chicky Nuggies. So Chicky Nuggies became like the thing in 2011 as like a just a fun way to like say chicken nuggets. And yeah. everyone who wasn't in on the joke hated it. Everyone who wasn't on the joke obviously wanted to spread it more because yeah. what you do when you have people who are mad about it. Um, Baby Yoda's Chicky Nuggies has now taken off and revitalized the thing because Adam Driver, Marriage Story, is talking. They, they split the panel and they have him talking uh, to Baby Yoda and he's like, chicken. And then the Baby Yoda saying, chicken. And he's like, nuggets. And Baby Yoda saying, nuggets and then adam driver going chicken nuggets and then baby Yoda going chicky nuggies you know kind of deal which i think is uh making fun of Camtono. say the have you ever heard the say ice cream for the baby no Where, like say ice and the and the baby's like ice and then the dad's like say cream and the kid's like cream and he's like say ice cream and he's like Camtono. and the kid <laughs> won't say ice cream it just says Camtono every time as ice cream but can say ice can say cream but then says Camtono. How look that one up too Camtono. uh Camtono uh was i can look it up right now Camtono. i love ice cream it was from 2017 Oh, oh, that's pretty recent. Okay. Uh, and it is a an adorable child who will not, who can say ice, who can say cream, but cannot say ice, or will not say ice cream together. It will so only say Comtono. So Comtono was more of a, like a double rainbow viral sort of thing. Like uh, just like a really cute, like not a meme. It was like a, like a cute thing a kid did. It was a cute thing. Yeah, it was not a meme. Yeah, it was a very it. shareable viral moment for a child who couldn't yeah, say ice cream or wouldn't say That's ice cream. So the I did see Chicky Nuggies with Baby Yoda, I think like a maybe a week within the last week, where it looked like the Wheel of Fortune, complete the word, and like the C and Chicky and at the beginning of Chick, uh, Chicky was missing, and then maybe like one of the G's or something, or the G's oh, in the middle. Yeah. And so it looked like Hickey. <laughs> Uh, like Nui's, you know, and, but, yeah. and then there was Baby Yoda, like at the bottom, like ready to, an you know, like ready to answer the <laughs> phrase or yeah. whatever. And I was like, oh, that's funny, but because I just intuited <laughs> what was happening because he's like a baby and yeah. kids love chicken nuggets. And but I actually didn't know that chicken nuggies was like a it's a, a revitalization of yeah, a 2011 no moment with Michael Moore that he, they, he was irate that they only provided four dipping sauces for his <laughs> chicken nuggies. That's so funny. That's it's such really a random good. internet moment that just hits perfectly. You know, like I uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I love I love those. You know, like there's deep cuts all the time. You know, that's yeah. You, it's so observant. You can't wear sweatshirts if you're Ariana Grande. Yeah. You can't you gotta say chicken. Out a new look. Yeah. But if you do it on purpose, if you look him in the eye, it won't work. It has to be this. You know what I mean? Like you can't force right, 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 the right, right, virality right, right, of it. Right, you have right, to right. let it 
you have to not try and that is try like you have to let the internet kind of pick it up i mean it's a petri dish you know what i mean you just let the germs like the bacteria the petri dish like <laughs> cultivate and evolve and you know like let it do its own thing and it creates its own like petri dish city some might say viral mm, look at us wow you know, i do think we're getting pretty scientifical in our <laughs> yeah, with that word for sure, hundred <laughs> percent scientifical. <laughs> the most scientifical podcast I've ever listened. Scientifical, the memes colon <laughs> podcast study <laughs> presented <laughs> by Anthony Industries. Statham. Oh, oh, different. We went we different routes. Not. I was <laughs> looking for star power and marketing. Oh, I see. No, I was trying to still keep Ansto in business, but oh, okay. I see where your allegiance lies. <laughs> Don't well, like, go under. presented by doesn't mean it, 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 that's a sponsorship. And Ansto Industries joint. Yes. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Now this soup is a stew. Let's make it happen. <laughs> now we're cooking with spam. Or what is it? Well, now we're cooking with gasoline. Yeah. So I've so I've only heard things wrong through my entire life, <laughs> and so I say them wrong, and then people correct me with what the right things are, and it blows my mind because I my. Uh, I overheard we were playing. I I remember where I heard this too. I was a kid. We were playing golf with my dad and his and one of his friends from work. And the person said, "Yeah, now we're cooking with spam." And so like it just always stuck in my head. Now we're cooking with spam. And like whenever I say it, it's yeah. I think the actual phrase is now we're cooking with gasoline or now we're cooking with grease. Oh, um, I thought it was fire actually. Now we're cooking with fire, but that's stupid. Oh, maybe we're cooking with fire. <laughs> what else it's are you not... cooking with? Oh, acid bath. Yeah, you could you, <laughs> you can you can cook with acid, right? That's a yeah. that's a what is it? What is the acid? Ceviche? Is that acid cooked? No, ceviche. I think is just ceviche is just raw fish, my man. Is it? Yep. No, I don't think that's I don't think that's right. It's not cooked. No, ceviche is not cooked at all. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but there, uh, if you do know it, <laughs> email us. Well, is vinegar considered an acid? A hundred percent. It is. Okay, yeah, well then maybe acidic. you are correct because it is like a vinegary dish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then maybe that's it. Okay, we're both right. Biche is a dish of raw fish marinated in citrus juice. It isn't cooked, but it's not exactly raw either. Both heat and citric acid are agents of chemical process called denat denatura denaturation. We're, this is scientifical. This is officially scientifical. This is the wrong podcast. I should close this tab out. I'm sorry. I talked about it. <laughs> uh, so anyway. We're so sorry, everyone. We are just I'm a not, disaster. We're not apologizing for who we are. This is who we are, all right? We're, we derail... Yeah, and I have to say, this is me giving mid-flight feedback to our captain. But I think you've done a great job of uh, of keeping us on point. This one, I think we've hey, done a lot of, I think we've done a lot of memes. This one, we weren't bantering we, a ton. Well, okay, so thank you, but also to you because you were courageous enough to give to pass along listener feedback. Listener feedback from our friend Chris. Yeah, who actually did the amazing artwork. You get to see. Yes, not just a friend, but a con direct contributor to this yes, podcast. Yeah, success. he was at Ground Zero, and we paid him twenty dollars to do it, way wow. under don't, his uh, market don't, rate. Don't put his <laughs> rates out there like that. Oh my goodness, Chris uh, is worth really way got, more than that. He we got is a absolutely significant worth friend discount. He's actually his work is priceless, but also. Incredible. has legitimate value and $20 is absolutely not his rate. It's 
basically all we could afford. It was the most insulting price we could think of in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was, uh, he went for it. Like free might have actually been less insulting. It was way was. less insulting because if we say, hey, pro bono, we appreciate whatever, blah, blah, blah. We'll yeah. give you a byline somewhere. Yeah, $20 yeah. was, yeah. Actually, I asked him if we if he wanted to get credit like with e- you know on like the episode description where we can say like artwork provided by and he goes let me see if the podcast is any good first <laughs> <laughs> don't want to don't want to hit yourself to this wagon <laughs> yeah he wanted plausible <laughs> deniability but anyway we're, we're blowing up your spot now chris sorry chris you've done great work but no one knows your last name and we won't say it yeah or what you look like so good luck finding him good luck finding him but he gave us feedback he did that we he thought we were funny actually i don't even know if he said that but he said, he said he liked to listening. Me. why are you saying this part oh yeah but i don't know i felt that like whatever you relate to me was accurate so i, was I just think it, i story. think it'd be interesting to hear you cap my conversation <laughs> <with> <laughs> and act like you're not here why? yeah, yeah. Be like he gave us feedback over phone via okay. fo- via okay. sat phone fine what did he tell you? He said, and this is paraphrased, but uh, he said that he thought we were very funny. He liked the podcast. Uh, we don't really talk about memes. <laughs> was was really the, uh, the the main takeaways there, to which I think we had a, a short back and forth about, I'm like, do we talk about memes? And he's like, oh, you banter a lot. I'm like, oh, all right, that's very good feedback. So mm-hmm. we're applying that directly right now. Yeah, this is us acting on your feedback, listeners. I mean, not just Chris's feedback, but we're open to feedback in general. My husband also gave us feedback or gave me feedback. I won't, I won't do gave the thing you. I just did to. He gave me feedback, which I delivered to you as well. In the last episode, while we were going over the World War III memes, we kept having this, oh, wait, let me just add one more, which he said was funny at first until then it became like a family guy joke that went on way too long and mm-hmm. its humor sort of expired. Because when you don't know what the memes are, they're a lot funnier to us than they are to you for obvious reasons because you haven't even had a chance yet to actually see them yourself. And then it just becomes the listener being, you know, you all feeling like you're on the outside of an inside joke. And that's obviously no fun. You're watching people have a great time at their party inside of a house that you're not invited to. (laughs) And like everyone's laughing. They're, They're clinking glasses and you're out in the cold, like tapping on the window, but no one can hear you. Because it's the internet. Wow. This got real grim. No, I'm just saying that's what it feels like. So that we want to avoid that. We want to bring you in. Wanna wanna get the get the door open for you, you know? Yeah. Let all yes. the heat out into the neighborhood. Yeah. It's a block party. <laughs> Make this <laughs> everyone's Make this soiree a block party. Unless if we don't like you, then you're not you're decidedly not invited. Oh, you're out. But they they probably stopped listening long ago. <laughs> Let, let's make the call. We're not we're, we're not the ones that make that call. Yeah. If they started to listen, because stop listening implies that someone entered and like churned. Oh, yeah. But I am going to say that there's plenty of people who just didn't walk through the door. They like kind of window shopped and they're like, you know what? I'm good. That's not for me. <laughs> I have anything else to do right now. <laughs> Literally anything else. <laughs> I gotta watch this wall. Okay, so in keeping with time, and according to Craig, we started 32 minutes after the hour. So we have three minutes. Nope, two minutes. Two minutes. So so based on what we have left to talk about, I leave it up to you, Chris, because we can either punt it to the next episode or you can like quickly 
we, I think uh, let's just do a lightning round with what we have left. Um, <clears throat> so I think the uh, the other big meme that we uh, have seen this year uh, so far uh, is the this is how I win, which is from uh, Uncut Gems. Uh, it is actually one that kind of came up in uh, 2019, but it really has hit its stride recently. And uh, I, if you haven't seen Uncut Gems, it's Adam Sandler in a very gritty role. I haven't seen it. I don't know why I'm talking like I have, but I just know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard, you heard that, the word I, on I heard the heard somewhere. Adam Sandler plays a very gritty role. But yeah, it's uh, and one of the thing, <laughs> one of the scenes from his trailer is uh, a snippet of him saying, "This is how I win," uh, which has quickly become they quickly become the internet's way of uh, just latching on to mediocre strategies for life and other things so uh so so like playing uno and keeping all the wild draw fours till the end and then it goes this is how i win <laughs> if you hear me stopping for a second is because i read one really fast and it was definitely not safe for work <laughs> so i'm trying to peruse them quickly but anyway so this is how i win has become uh very much the the uh hotness for now uh and we'll see where it goes though in the next week's episode all right that's it we can punt the rest Okay. All right. And we'll save it for, so we'll get to the meme seller the next time. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, what you can expect, thank you for bearing with us as we had a pause. I started it, you know, my new gig and had some travel involved. And then I had people from out of town visiting, you know, like life stuff, but our goal is to not skip as much as we can, because we know for the handful of you who listen to us, which we appreciate very much and love. that you- and love you reach are- out to us more reach out to- you never call us memorabilia podcast <laughs> at gmail.com why are you calling us, us i like call. how you're saying you, you never call you. us then you then you give an email address <laughs> that no one can call <laughs> like my mom's not telling me to email her she's saying to call her usually so i was trying to go for that uh, but we know how much our programming is a part of your morning commute to your job or a part of your morning routine and we really appreciate that because we believe the best part of waking up is hot memes in your cup. Where you, oh, okay, I was like, where's she going with this? The best part of waking, waking up, up is, is hot, hot memes. memes in your cup. Like me, like me, like, like me. You're flat. No, you're no, flat. right here. You're flat. My favorite part of Spinal Tap is when they're at Elvis Presley's gravesite and they're trying to sing Heartbreak Hotel and they like can't get the harmonies right. And one of the things, uh, I can't remember which one it is, but he's like, no, that's not right. He's like, that's kind of raga, isn't it? It's kind of raga. And it's so funny. It's like one of the, my favorite. Uh, and Stonehenge will my baby left me. It's like so flat and like so <laughs> off-putting and weird. Off-key like, and no, gross. No, it's like, like more like that. No, right here. It's <laughs> you know what scene I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're flat. Raga. 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 It's more I like remember. raga. <laughs> because he's trying to say reggae, but he can't reggae. Say... Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. He's trying like, to say that phrase. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to say reggae, but keeps saying raga. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're raga. dating ourselves with the spinal tap humor. Well, first of all, not really dating because I mean, I think when did. It's we it is timeless, but I'm 70s, pretty sure. No, it's from the eighties. I'm pretty no, sure. It's not. Is it not? Spinal tap is from Spinal Tap is from a eighty four. Okay, so, so like I said, it was from the eighties. But it's before both of our times. So I don't even know that you can say it's dating us because it wasn't it's even in our from, lifetime. 
It was barely from before my time. Okay, but we weren't watching Spinal Tap as toddlers. Well, speak for yourself. You don't know my life. (laughs) You don't know where I've been, what I've seen. Okay, so on that note, we haven't been doing housekeeping or very good at it, both literally on this podcast and probably in our lives. Yeah, no, my house is very clean. Actually, my wife and I were just talking about how clean we were keeping my house, and it was it's been great. But thank you for assuming that I'm not. Well, I can see in the backdrop. (laughs) Okay, I have gym shorts on this (laughs) daybed in this in my recording room. In your studio. Get my beat laboratory over here, which is (laughs) aka my gaming setup, aka my guest bedroom, (laughs) aka where the magic happens. My drum set. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, our house is also quite clean. We spent yesterday cleaning the house. So give us five stars if you like our podcast, or even if you don't. To be honest, <laughs> give us uh, give us five stars if you like it. If you don't, give us your feedback. We'd love to know what would make you do like it. What would mm-hmm. make you do like it? Mm-hmm. A Chris mm-hmm. Musto exclusive. Anyway, email us at memorabiliapodcast at gmail Email us your favorite memes. Email us what I asked him for. Oh, I just want to hear from you. Just tell, just yeah. ask us stuff. What are the memes that you well, like? T- talk to us about your life. And we'll we'll talk to you. Or you know what would be interesting? Tell us the memes that maybe you don't care for that much. That yeah, you'd what, like to see go away. Why do you like memes? Tell us why. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do you like them? I would love to hear that. I would love to hear like the lens of the lens. Oh, God. I say that word too much. Uh, I would love to hear from humans about why they, how they appreciate. <laughs> you don't sound like a lizard person at all. Hello, Earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, that's it for me. Hey, Hugh Memes. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa that's that our next episode name? Yeah. That's our next episode name. Oh, and if you have any ideas for uh, like meme pun episode names, we'd be into that also. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Give us yeah. give us episode names. That's a fun little creative do exercise. Do our jobs for us. Yeah, can you do everything? Please. You want to yeah. host? Just let us know. <laughs> just take come it over. over. Yeah. Just we'll give you a headset. Just come this over to my a house. Real, real loosey goosey enterprise. <laughs> we're, we're running over here. Uh, okay. All right. Well, on that note, Craig, 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 get us out of here, Craig, Craig. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.